This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Hello. And welcome to this week's episode of Property Jam, where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And this week, uh, myself and Matt are very excited because we have just come back from the HMO Awards and we've come back with three, three pieces of silverware, not silverware, is there a woodware? Three, three sticks of wood. Three sticks of wood. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Can I say that wood? I'm also excited for you. I wasn't there, but I, I was there in spirit, and I'm very proud of you for having three bat awards. What did you win? Well, we won, as you say, three fat awards, um, which were highly commended awards for three categories. So for all intents and purposes, it was second place because there was only um, two mentions. There was a winner and a highly commended. So uh, we were highly commended for uh, best HMO content or media for the book, which I should have say in that one, that was me. So uh, that was the book. Um, What's the book called, Matt? What's the book called? Next Level Landlord. Beautiful. Second for those, for those who can't see the fact that there's a video here and yeah, for the people that are listening. Um, so that was Next Level Landlord that um, won uh, that award. Then we've got the best HMO training program for the HMO platform, which is Ooh. the business that Niall and I run, uh, where we coach and train people on their HMO adventures. And then Niall's got one sitting behind him, which yeah, is... So the, the third one we got was uh, for the best HMO manager. Properties. Best professional HMO manager. Best professional, not just any HMO manager. We're professional over here. <laughs> but I think I think the word professionals is as opposed to students. Yes. Oh. What, oh, what I didn't get that. Oh, I thought you meant as the investor, not the tenant type. What is it? No, I think it's the tenant type. Oh, okay. That's why we applied for it. Ah. But also, I don't. Uh, when I applied for it, I don't think the award was called best HMO best professional hmo manager i thought it was just best professional hmo ah. so therefore i was like okay this hmo this is an hmo for professionals so therefore we should enter um and then we beat some large hmo management companies um yeah. not entirely sure how i did that but we did because you're quite proud of it nonetheless it's so funny when they told me that they'd won um i was like i heard professional property manager so i or hmo manager so i thought it was coho you know your your letting co home co home. Oh, I'm sorry. I like I co. It's just naturally in my brain. So yeah, co home. I thought it was that, and it wasn't. It was actually the fact that Scott Baker Properties won the award for just being supremely awesome landlords. I was yeah. like, okay. Very and then proud of that. Actually, very happy because we've, we've, we've we put a lot of effort into um, what we do, so it's yeah. nice to get recognition for that. Yes, done right, and congratulations. That's freaking. Awesome. But it does beg the question. And this is kind of the whole point of the episode was like, all right, awards are great. And I mean, let's be honest, it's a bit of a gameplay because you have to put yourself in it in order to win it. Right. So mm-hmm. there's something very strategic about awards ceremonies. And some people actually say they're not worth it because, you know, it's it's all a bit political and blah, blah, blah. But is there something to be said of for social proof when it comes to building your business, especially in our industry? Discuss. You see, yeah, this is um, this is something that I actually struggled with because when it when it comes to actually um, 
putting yourself forward or submitting the applications for these awards, I often think, is it really worth it? Because although I didn't fill them in myself, I must admit, thank you, <laughs> Laura, for, for, for doing that. You got Laura. Um, but the amount of time and effort and information that has to be put together just to submit one application, never mind the four or five that we actually submitted, um, it's, it is a lot of effort. And I did question, and I still do question a little bit, is it like do, is the recognition worth the effort and time that's put into it? And I guess I'm thinking probably edging along the lines that if you only do one award or only put yourself forward for one thing, then probably not. But if you're putting yourself out there for more than one uh, award or more than one awarding body, um, then it probably is because it can be repeated. The information is still the same. You just send yeah. it through to somebody else. 100%. So, for example, we've applied for three sets of awards this year. Um, this is the first one to be announced. So uh, I'm not going to say anything else just in case uh, don't jinx anything. So there are two more in the in the offing. So we'll Ooh. wait to hear what will happen with those. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, it, it's about putting your name out there and being associated with some of the other people that win awards. So if all of your competitors are out there applying for awards, you've pretty much got to apply for the awards. Otherwise, you don't you, you're not kind of seen as being as good whether it's right or wrong because it's all done on an application and a lot of the uh, yeah, it's all based on the quality of the information that you provide not necessarily the information that you provide um, and how it's presented as well has an impact so applying for an award itself is a skill in and of itself oh in and of itself that hasn't raised its head for a while I think uh, yeah and, and for me as well once we once it got to the event and was being was able to network and get to see and meet other people that are in the industry. Some people I've known through social media, some other people I had never met before, some people I'd known for ages. And just to have everybody in the one space, um, that was the selling point for me uh, for for the for the event itself. Nice. But I th don't you think though, I mean, above, you know, the the kind of strategic element of entering award ceremonies and putting yourself out there to be selected that as humans and I guess this is another element of the human side of property we all want to be recognized right you want public validation there is still that dopamine hit that feeling of like validation that feeling of acceptance and appreciation that comes with winning an award um, and so playing the game or not to be publicly acknowledged is still something that feels great right yeah, no, I think it is, it is really important because you, you want to know that what you're doing is worthwhile, yeah. that um, yeah, other people appreciate it. And I don't think you necessarily have to win the award either. I think the winning is sometimes as is a bit of a toss of a coin, depending on who's judging, what their criteria are, uh, you know, whether you were up doing the award at two o'clock in the morning or whether you had lots of time to prepare it. Uh, yeah, there's a whole load of things, but actually I think getting, getting shortlisted is is the game really um so if you're not getting shortlisted then you um, you probably not entering the right awards um or probably not meeting the criteria so maybe yeah it comes down to entering the right awards for you that's mm. also, also very important um so i would i would hope to get shortlisted in most awards that we would enter it also depends how many they shortlist as well because sometimes they shortlist loads just so they can get you to buy a ticket to go to the event yeah, yeah this is what i mean this is the gameplay isn't it so yeah but it, i think it's a bit like um 
Well, I remember I entered a, a professional speaking competition last year called Speaker Factor. And uh, I'd won, there's, there's different regions within this organization that I speak on behalf of. And I'd won the London region, which was the host, uh, my host region. And then you go into the national competition and you're up against 13 other professional speakers, all with just five minutes. And I was last. And I remember sitting there thinking, oh my God, you know, I'm about to speak in front of my peers. The pressure to win was so high, but actually on the day, because it was on Zoom, because we were still in COVID times, my microphone failed. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, right? I, it was just a disaster. But I came second or third, can't remember. The point is I didn't win. But the what that did for me professionally was really raise my profile. You know, it meant people knew who I was within my industry and it was a it was a game changer. It was absolute game changer. On the back of it, I got multiple speaking gigs and was able to tour the country with it. So it's like whatever your industry is or whatever it is that you do, it's a it's an access. It's a bit like when the the winner of speaker factor, we've always heard that they, you know, sometimes they they do brilliantly, but often they don't, right? Like we never see them again. But the the runners up go on to be brilliant, like one direction, you know, they never won. I, th- I take it you're referring to X Factor. Oh, whatever. Speak. What did I call it? Speaker, speaker factor. factor again. Yeah. Yeah. That's just because I've been in a freaking speakers conference for the last Yeah, because we're, we're all tuned into Speaker Factor every Saturday night. Like, it's, <laughs> like my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I wouldn't inflict that on the nation. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, X Factor. The X Factor winners. And what's the other one? Um, The Voice. Um, the Voice. Britain's Got Talent. Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, it's like often the winner. You never see again. But the runners up, they're like, they tend to do really well. Susan Boyle. There you go. Susan Boyle, exactly. Who? <laughs> Silly. Everybody yeah. loves Subo. I think it's to, you've got to be in it to win it, and winning it doesn't actually mean winning it. No, no, hundred percent. And I, I, and even though we didn't win an award, well, we did. We we won three awards at the, at the awards, but we weren't in first place. Um, but because we were up and down three times, um, everyone was coming up to us saying, "You guys were up and down like a yo-yo." <laughs> Like yeah, it's, it's like getting your getting your round of applause and you know, looking shocked. <laughs> you know, tell me, go. Oh really? Okay, take it. That's yeah, cool. it it was quite cool actually because even, yeah, because like you said, we were um, commended for three awards. Matt had a speaking gig at the event as well, um, and the Hitchin Book speaking platform speaking. Spons- <laughs> sponsored sponsored one of the awards as well. So like the 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 brand and the name was out there a yeah. lot and. A lot of people actually recognized us from podcast too. Mm-hmm. Say more. We haven't talked about yeah. this. So, uh, as um, when I arrived at the at the event, um, you know, just you obviously going around speaking to loads of people, and then some people had recognized the voice because they had not necessarily the face. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, you're from Property Jam. We love Property Jam." I'm like, "No idea who you are, but thank you." <laughs> <laughs> I said, so that, are you that's... from Ohio? Does that, did you ask me if they were from Ohio? They are not from Ohio. <laughs> I think they were like Manchester or something. Oh, so, right. so for those guys that are now tuning in, listening to this and going, um, Niall can't even remember my name after I networked with him on Friday. Uh, <laughs> apologies on behalf of Niall. Uh-huh. He is and can be a dick. <laughs> and I, he was I'm not, not necessarily a dick. I'm just very forgetful. Yes, it was. The... And slash drunk. That's drunk, yeah. No, I, I was sober at the beginning of the night. So I'm not even... Actually, that was that was one thing which was that I wasn't so sure about was the fact that they only opened the bar after the awards. So, um, 
Yeah, because it wasn't a standard award ceremony. It was because at the HMO Awards, you had um, speakers throughout the day and and like um, an expo. And then you had that was from two till five. And then you had the award ceremony in a theatre from five till seven. But actually, because Helen Chorley was so on it, it only took about 40 minutes to get through everything. I love her. Friends of the podcast, love a bit of Helen. Yeah, it was two uh, two hours reserved, and we were we were out there and back back at the bar by six. But everyone was waiting, they like, counting down the minutes till till we were allowed to go drink and eat at seven. So oh. that was that was a bonus that we got out. But um, that was the only only downside is that um, maybe, actually to be fair, probably would have been a lot messier. And there were some very messy people, especially on the bus back to the hotel afterwards. Oh, oh, and mess- I must, I was not one of them this time. I was actually quite sober. I only had a few drinks. Yeah, same because actually, it would, I was going to the bar. When I would go to the bar to get a round of drinks, and then I'd be accosted by like two or three people on the way. I get to the bar, then someone else would buy me a drink, and then I'd forget about the round of drinks, and then then go back to the then I had to go back to get the round of drinks. But it took about half an hour to get Nile a Nile a beer. This is oh. why I was sober. Yes. <laughs> and myself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's ugh, yeah. Because the thing is, as well, when you're at those events, you you, you kind of so I was at this conference in in Dublin over the last five days and it was a speaker conference and there was one guy who got up and said you were always being watched so remember whatever you do you're always being watched and that hailed back from a story of him as a, a young musician on a stage dicking about not taking a paid gig very seriously and the events coordinator went up to him and just said remember you are always being watched and you're being paid for this and so it completely changed his demeanor. And I was thinking, you know what, when you go into award ceremonies or conferences or anything where your your reputation is at stake, you are always being watched. And it's actually quite good to have that at the back of your mind. It can be just a little reminder that if you're the one that's going to be steaming on the bus vomiting on the way home, that's what they're going to remember you for, not the awards that you won necessarily. <laughs> so you do have to be a bit careful, don't you, in professional circles? So here's, here's a question then, because I was a bit unsure about what to wear to this event, because ah. it was uh, obviously at the end of September, it was in um, Buckingham, so it was in the middle of nowhere, um, quite a large cold venue, um, and you did have to walk between the uh, venue where the TED Talks style uh, event was, and where the award ceremony was, and then walk back again. Um, so I had I wasn't sure, quite sure what to wear to this event, and there were some people who turned up dressed really like they were going to a wedding. Some people dressed like they were just smart casual, and some people dressed like they were going to a farm. So <laughs> I, I who think, was going to a farm? Well, is that is that, is that any names? It's the same <laughs> says a lot about it. Yeah. yeah okay. But uh, this, I think we've kind of talked about what we wear to property viewings before, but. What you wear to an event like this, in my view, says a lot about you and that your brand yeah. um, as much as anything else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so what? how did that influence what you wore? Like, what did you choose to wear? I went smart casual. Nice. As in like what? Like a, like a chino, a shoe and a blazer kind of shirt vibe? Like... Yeah, exactly. It was it exactly was what he wore. Yeah. Yeah. I, know, I know your wardrobe child. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, all right i was a bit more dressed down than than usual actually um or wore jeans a shirt and a shirt and a like a bomber jacket type thing because i didn't think it was gonna be so cold so i wasn't intending to wear a jacket at all and then i ended up wearing the jacket all the time 
shame. Oh, that sucks. Those are right, they. Yeah, I suppose like that kind of jacket is quite cash, isn't it? For that, but then was that the vibe? Jet, what sounds like the vibe was all over the shop. It was a mix. I wasn't out of place. It was very mixed. Very mixed. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Like, but yeah, no, that's an interesting point. You know, like it's how you want to be represented, which again links into, you know, how you want to be seen, how you want to be remembered. The whole because how comfortable you feel as well. How comfortable you feel? Oh, you know, I could talk for days on this. You know, I, I literally could. Well, I do keynote on this. Like, I, 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 I want people to step into their their creative energy by considering what they're wearing. You know, and mm. think about where you know, right from your, your undies through to your, your how polished your nails are. You know, and how your hair is. I think it's really important because it creates an impression, and it all links at those because you're on show. You and your business are on show at those events. So it goes beyond the award. It's about how you're conducting yourself as well. That doesn't mean you don't have fun and you don't drink, but you're not the guy that's holding up the bar or the one that's vomiting in the corner or causing a fight or... Like Ed, Ed Clark. Oh, who? What? If, if you're listening. Oh, oh really? Our broker. Our broker. Oh, what name and shaming someone. I love him. Yeah, 100%. He's not doing that publicly. He's probably lost a load of business now. After I said it, I was like, yeah, maybe I should. No, no, he wasn't. Actually, he wasn't that bad. He was just a bit drunk. Yeah. Oh, we've all been there. My he had, he had, the, apparently he had the 48 hour hangover, the back of it. He's only just recovering now. <laughs> I'm still tired from Dublin. I landed back on Sunday night and I, because I didn't get to bed till 5 a.m., you know, where the networking happens in the bar, I wasn't overly drunk, but my God, I felt jet lagged. I was so tired. So tired. You cannot, you cannot say you're jet lagged flying from Dublin to London. Well, it felt like it. Your country felt like a very long way away on the back of no sleep. So, yeah, I was exhausted, exhausted. We, we can't have that. We can't have that. <laughs> so I suppose, um, obviously, we've talked a lot about um, like us and awards. If someone listening to this is thinking, well, what's, you know, what's the benefit? What's the point? What, what type, of, a type of awards might they think about like entering or being, being involved in? Yeah, there's quite a few property investors awards and obviously there's the hmo awards there's the landlord investor show awards there's the um yeah award the hmo platform awards obviously that's just our clients um there's uh there's entrepreneur awards so you just being being a business person so you're just being a, a landlord and a developer and an investor can you can apply for those types of awards and there's quite a few locally to you so it's easier to win those which are local to you rather than going for national awards yeah. and sometimes those local awards lead to national awards yeah. i feel like i've said the word awards quite a lot right now so um yeah yeah, yeah. i mean do you know and i get i i use the same logic as i do with social media and whether or not as an investor you choose to be that visible because an award is all about visibility within your industry as is social media it's about visibility within your industry and with your stakeholders if that in no way serves your business don't bother like you there's no point just entering for the sake of entering because it's the thing that you think you're supposed to do when actually you've got no intention of making this your main focus or your purpose driven stuff is is what is elsewhere you're doing it for the sake of doing it but if this is your bread and butter and if it's credibility that you seek and if it's to raise your profile or it's to engage stakeholders and draw people into your business award ceremonies social media do the whole thing or at least you know employ somebody to do it because 
you know, you've got to get noticed. You've got to stand out in order to get the recognition and the growth that you seek, right? Yeah, I think I think that's that's a good point. And it's good fodder for social media as well. Exactly. I mean, although apparently I completely missed all of your social media posts around winning your awards. I'm so sorry. I'm going to go back in and retrospectively show it some love because I, I was away. I was in, you know, I was suffering from jet lag in Dublin. Give me a break, man. Like, I missed Here it. Here come the excuses. Anything else? Anything else? Was your cat sick? <laughs> well, you made me feel even worse because the person... Washing your hair. You said with Amy, my, our, our, our friend of the podcast and focus on why podcaster Amy Rowlandson, she was with me at the Global Speakers Summit and she still managed to show your social media post love. So how I managed to miss it, I don't know. I'm very sorry. Just get your priorities in order, Joan. <laughs> Just sort yourself mm-hmm. out. You know, I support your businesses. I've got your <laughs> back. It's just not when I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I support you when it suits me. <laughs> exactly. I got shit to do, man. <laughs> no, but seriously, congratulations. I mean, first place or not, it doesn't matter. You've got some serious recognition and name dropping from what I hear. Yep definitely some name drops there um and uh, just going back to the, the awards themselves i think because uh, i spoke to the awards organizers i'm, I'm quite friendly with them it's when you Which, handed them the brown envelope or um not not to win <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so, well, put it this way lots of people are friendly with the awards organizers right, okay. um so uh, I was just chatting to them about about the awards applications themselves, and they said that there was a huge variety of quality. Yeah. So some people had obviously done it in about twenty minutes and put like two sentences together for each question, and others has got you know two or three, four in detail, you know, in depth paragraphs. Um, and I think if you're uh, and a lot of the judges, you know, Niall, you noticed this. A lot of the judges when they were t- saying about why they won was that people were answering the questions that were set and were scoring because um yeah when you when you judge an award you have a scoring system and you have some questions and then you score against the questions and how well that question is answered so if you've got 10 questions you might give each question 10 points and then if they answer everything that's asked asked in that question then you can get 100 points and then you win but um so that's how that's generally generally done so if you don't answer the question properly, then you might be only looking at three or four points as opposed to eight or nine points. So uh, if you answer it not as fully as they want and someone answers it better and more fully, then they're going to get better points. So um, if you are trying to win some win an award, then the effort that you put into the award application is probably the most important thing because you might not have the best deal, but you might have the best application. Yeah. That yeah, sense. and that that did surprise me actually when I heard it said first until I had time to actually process it. But when yeah, when the one of the judges said yeah that that the award was mainly based on the fact of how well the application had been completed, and I'm like, well, surely there's more to it than that. It has to be the project has to be good, or the business has to be viable, or whatever. Um, but yeah, I guess that all comes out of a very well put together and completed application form. So yeah, I guess it does make sense. Mm-hmm. obviously if you don't have the information to share then you obviously can't can't win but there are lots of people that apply for awards that are worthy of winning and they just don't get their message across very well it's like job interviews people apply for jobs they're more than qualified but their applications don't even make it through triage because they're crap it's the same isn't it yeah um so yeah 
think perception is reality who did who put your um application together was it you guys or um of clearly it wasn't Niall because I don't think I, but he kind of yeah. well no you you only because you said it I didn't actually mean that that was an accusation <laughs> like you said it no, but it is actually very accurate <laughs> <laughs> So did you actually, because I think there's, is there like a tip in there? Like, I know we're not supposed to be informative or educational and highly no, relevant, no. but is it like, you know, should you outsource that to somebody who really like has got a skill in that area? Do you think? If you yeah, want think... to give, sorry. No, no, carry on. That's fine. As I was gonna say, if you want to give yourself the best chance of winning, then I think um, it's, you know, it, it potentially is worthwhile doing. You know, I've definitely spoken to companies in the past that as part of their offering, they offer you know, awards applications. So they identify awards that you they think you can win and they do the application for you. Obviously, the, you have to do a lot of the work in pulling things together because if someone doesn't know you, it's very difficult to get that across to them for them to then to hone it down. Um, but when when people start, well, well, even when you start doing awards applications, you get better at it because you refine it. You get your key information right. You, especially if you're work, if you're applying for different awards for the same project or the same business, then you know you're just updating from year to year as to why you did some stuff. And the reasoning behind stuff is probably not going to change dramatically. So yeah, we've applied for awards, and the first one took a lot of effort. Um, and in fact, some of the information that we put in, well, a lot of the information we put in for. Um, this for, for the awards, for the HMO awards, were taken from applications that we made for the co-living awards the previous year. Mm. Um, so, um, which um, one of our uh, um, one of our team members who's no longer working with us directly, uh, yeah, she put loads of time and effort into that. Yeah. So, so there's it was it's an amalgamation of bits of information that put pulled together by um, yes my 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 better half and he, oh. he, who uh, is also very good at marketing uh, and writing words. So yeah, so it's kind of like that work. In recognition. I hope she's getting some major appreciation because that's oh, definitely, yeah, it's good. No, it's, it's really definitely we give, we're giving, we're giving a nine months off work. Oh yeah. That's right. I hear there's like, you know, the whole human that's been growing. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, it's so cool. Yeah. So it, it's worth doing, isn't it? I mean, that's the thing in conclusion, if it's going to serve you or your business in some way, isn't it? Regardless of the industry you're in. And it even creates a topic for a podcast uh, episode. So, you know, it's Indeed. definitely worth doing. So, and in terms of uh, relevance, it's been a little bit irrelevant to property, but highly relevant know. at the same time. I don't think so. I think it's highly relevant to property. I completely disagree with you. I think there's, I think it's, um, it's an analogy for lots of, of different things you know it, again it's it covers it go it harks back to topics that we've talked about before about profile raising and putting yourself out there and should you bother should you not and this is the same it's like well yeah if it if it's gonna serve you do it Bothered. and if, well, don't all right you get me though yeah <laughs> okay well i think on that note um let's let's uh be bothered to wrap up our episode for today so uh, thank you guys for listening um it's a goodbye from me it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from me jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more 
on Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at Podcast at Outlook.com. See, See you on, on the next, next episode. episode.